that much bad dudes to talk about no um but let me start off today by saying first off welcome to the retro breakdown my name is time wanderer this is tom we record this podcast where we talk about old games but then also just whatever the hell we want to and i'll start off today by saying at the time that this episode comes out, Dokapon Kingdom might be over, but as of right now, it's not, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not talking about Dokapon Kingdom. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. I think it's I think it's fair to say that like the fatigue has set in for everyone. I mean, I was I was done last week, but now that it's not over, I don't mind anymore. That's fair. That's so like, it, it was one of those things. It's like it's like the the um, it was like building up to the ending. And then it's like, nope, you've got several more hours to go. Well, it happened twice because there's a chance that Ellipsis could have won and then was ripped out of the to the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. Then, well, that was uh, that was the previous chapter. Oh, that was the previous chapter. You're right. Oh, yeah. Well, how did he get? Did he just die? He lost in the in the fight for whatever reason. He like challenged the boss and and. Did he I even? Think, I think just got beat. I thought. Did he get taken out of the? Du- Possibly. Uh, I don't, I don't I think don't it was remember. the same situation where it was like a come here. Maybe you're right. I really don't remember now. Or maybe it was a darkling one. I don't know. No, because that would have been me, and I don't think I did it, or did I? I don't know. It might have even been my fault. I doubt it. Your your actions the last couple of weeks have been solely focused on getting the game over as quickly as possible. By doing nothing that makes sense for personal gain. <laughs> It's kind of like, so, okay, so this is a weird pull, and I th- I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but in Dark Souls 3, there is, I've told you before about how there's different factions of people, like, in the, in the, like, multiplayer. Yes. And some people are there to, like, help you beat bosses, and some people will get summoned in to, like, try to kill you, and then there's some people who get summoned in, who are like basically your allies and will help you against people who are summoned in to try to kill you. So you have this whole like, so you're like the the sentinels and the protectors or whatever. Yeah, and I brought spe- this up because you were talking about basically doing that sort of thing in Diablo. With yes, exactly. People like picking on people in, in, yeah, it was uh, in fun PvP. In the, in the PvP zone. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there is another faction that I, I don't remember what they're called. But so like the the people who come in who are antagonists are like bright red outlines of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't it's like it's not a normal character model. They are like bright neon red. Yeah, yes. It's like we're, I'm coming for you and you know yeah. it. Like just a, a neon red and black like outline of a person. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are your friends and protectors who generally get summoned in as blue. Because it's and the best color. And then there are people who get summoned in who are purple. And the people who come in as purple can basically do whatever they want. <laughs> like they can side with you and fight against the red invaders. They can help you with bosses. They can kill enemies in the environment. They can kill you. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are absolute uncontrolled chaos. And that's basically you and Dokapon right now. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's true. Like, you don't know what they're after. You can't predict their movements. You don't know what their goal is. They could literally do anything at any point. And honestly, I kind of dig it. It's. I wish that there were. I. I it's. It's really too bad that we're, that Dokapon is the same game it has been for twenty five years because the what this game could be if it had you know even just a couple sequels mm -hmm. would be so awesome. Yeah. I feel like there could be so much more added to make it more chaotic, but in a like. You know, I don't know. what? You know what you're basically referring to? Maybe hidden roles. <laughs> Sure, sure, that would be like cool. hidden roles and like and like sort of like secret goals that each player has where yeah, I like would, I would you enjoy don't that. really know. You know, you, you don't know, you know what your what your hidden goal is, but like no one else does. And so like it's harder for them to like play against you yeah, because I they mean, don't know what you're after. In in after our first or second play session, I was even saying to you how it'd be fun if we did this again to have house rules where yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. sort of like the the challenge cards and risk that no one plays with. Yeah, like that sort of extra element would be cool. Um, yeah, but there, there's so many mechanics. I feel like there's. I mean, obviously the game has a lot that is unknown at the moment in terms of documented just be, because stuff happens. Stuff has happened to us that is not on the internet. Right. 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 Um. And I feel like there would be there could be so much I, seeing mods for this will be really interesting if anyone bothers to mod it. Yeah. And the fact that it's coming out on PC means that out. like, you know, a, a small but dedicated group of people could do really interesting things with this. Yeah, because I highly doubt we're going to get a real sequel. I yeah, I also doubt this. this unfortunately, this, this game was only released because someone was like, hey, I. I can add some net code to this video game that we have lying around. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> we could sell a few copies of this. If we sell five copies, it was worth it. <laughs> it's, it's like an AI just uh, test run to see if they can add code to the game. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what else is going on? Um, still working through Oracle of Seasons. Um I, yeah, you're, uh, you're, I I you're... mentioned this on stream yesterday. I'm still playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, and Jesse was like, was like sitting next to me while I was playing, like sort of half watching, sort of half reading a book. Um, and we got to the end of like a really big like arc in the story, and and it it comes up and it says like part one or like yeah part one, not chapter one, because it's part like one, chapter yeah. it's eight, like twelve or nine whatever, or yeah. ten or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like part one, Finn, like this is the end of this, the end of part one. And Jesse looks up. She's like, part one. You've been playing this for 50 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you want to level everybody up and, uh, you know, S and ranks S rank and, every mission. And, and you want if you have like 20 characters that you want to play. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they keep giving you more characters. So you have to keep leveling them up as well. Yeah. I mean, it probably won't be quite the endless grind that Hyrule Warriors is if you want to do everything, but it's up there. Well, it's worth noting it's 50 hours. Um, I, I've put 50 hours into it to get through part one of, of part one, one of three <laughs> stories. Yeah. And maybe four. 
I haven't really, I haven't looked really into this because I have, I'm afraid of spoilers, but don't I, look anything I up if you want to just enjoy it. I, I have seen whispers that there might be like a secret true ending fourth route after you finish all three of the main ones. Possibly. But I, I would imagine that's probably not a a full length playthrough. That's probably like a few extra missions or something. But I, it's a Muso game, so who even knows? Did you did you pick Lady Shez? Yes, she's oh, really yeah. cool. She's so cool. <laughs> that's who I picked too. <laughs> she's super cool. She like so she has the look that, and I I I. I don't know if I've said this before. Maybe this is like, you know, maybe this is getting too deep in there. But like <laughs> the the look with like the hair over one eye does it for me every time. Jesse, <laughs> she knows she knows. No, it's like it's it's not even it's not even like necessarily in like a lewd way. It's just like every time I see it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Yes. That's the look. Now, this is, you know, somewhat hypocritical because I think male, I think uh, male Shez also has <laughs> the hair covering one eye, but that's different. Wait, uh, I could be wrong. I don't have a, I don't even remember what male Shez looks like. I got to look. Now. It doesn't matter. They're both cool, know. but only one is a cool girl. Oh, yeah. So. Male Shez is, is pretty cool, actually. But yeah, option, option, it's, it's, it's option one shez or option two shez. Yep. Yeah, no, no. The, 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 the hair over the eye for the girl's way different than the, okay, not way different, but like. It hits different. I mean, she's just a cool character. Yeah. I, I also, I also love. And also her voice actor is really, really good. Uh, I think I was playing in Japanese, so I don't know. I considered it, but I actually played three houses in English. Because the voice acting in English is really... Yeah, I did too. ...is excellent. So I was like, yeah, we're just going to keep that up. And I'm... I'm I'm not... Um, I'm not upset with that decision. Shez... I don't know who the voice actress is that does uh, female Shez, but she has a very... Um, like, almost casual... Like, her, her, her lines feel very natural. Hmm. Yeah. Like when she's having a casual conversation with someone, it she feels like she's having a casual conversation. It doesn't feel like she's reading lines. It sounds like she's just like having a conversation with a friend. And there are just some little lilts in the voice and some line deliveries that are like, yeah, this is like very comfy. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I have absolutely no memory of what happens in the story of this video game. OK, I'm really invested because I was I was a golden deer boy when I played through three houses and yeah, of course I stand by that decision. Claude is great. A bunch of his crew is great. Lorenz and Ignatz can go. But, you know, Lorenz, Lorenz, which one is that? The one with the weird haircut. <laughs> I think I think that's what I was. Oh, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he sure does. And who's the other one? Ignatz. Why don't I? Oh, yeah, he's not interesting either. Yeah, you you were like, why don't I remember him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because okay. he's like the least memorable character in the entire game. 
L- listen, me not remembering a Fire Emblem story is not impressive because I've I haven't played that many, but I've almost never cared about a Fire Emblem story ever. I, I enjoy well, and I liked Three Houses because I liked Edelgard, but I wasn't paying attention and, and I missed the thing that made it so I didn't have the ending I didn't want. And I was like, oh, now I definitely don't care about this. Um, yeah, that's fair because I, I absolutely did the wrong ending for what what's, I wanted. What's happening right now is I am realizing that the Golden Deer story is so tertiary oh, to, yeah. like, the main oh, yeah. story of that video game. It is absolutely, it is absolutely like the, you know, the, 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 uh, Feor just being the, the keeper of secrets in the Deku tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm, it's I'm, like, I'm doing stuff. There's main character A, main character B, and then this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's really cool, but he has nothing to do with anything. Well, yeah, if you just plucked him out of the story, it wouldn't matter in the grand scheme of like the. Like the it the, doesn't the... matter at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I a, played he's... through. Okay, like I guess maybe minor uh, Fire Emblem spoilers. No, no, here, I don't think like... we have to warn about. I mean, I suppose it's fair. I've just thrown it out there. I'm just throwing it's, it out. There. It's the correct thing to do. Um, like, so minor Three Houses spoilers, but, like, I just learned for the first time, like, this <laughs> week that Edelgard and Dimitri are step-siblings. Wait, wait, I don't remember that even, so yeah, I learned it too. <laughs> but, like, what I'm saying is I played, I played through the entire Golden Deer storyline, and the two of them are discussed so little... Yeah, on the one hand, like, it's really cool there that, that- are entire there are entire characters and antagonists and and storylines and plot threads that are being revealed to me now because I just decided to go with the uh, the Blue Lions like Dimitri storyline. Yeah, I'm I'm going through and I'm like, did they just intro? I don't remember this person at all. Is this like a you? Is this like a new unique character that was introduced in this game? No. <laughs> They totally existed in Three Houses and were really important, and you just never see them at all. It's such an incredible experience that you can actually play through the game multiple times and see a different story. Also, this image of Dimitri that I just sent you is the only image of Dimitri that lives in my head. Yeah. <laughs> where, where he's like the, the, the savage boar art from uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. He's okay. It's such a sweet this is such a cool picture. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this reference is going to land with you. Probably but not. This is just like, oh god. Uh Soul Ca- Nightmare. He's Nightmare from Soul Calibur. Oh, no that does. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> like even straight up with the like he's holding Soul Edge. It's yeah. a giant sword with an eyeball it's, in it. So the, I I I I was trying to look for the art that I was thinking of in my head, and the first image that po- – oh, oh, I can't share. I don't know. It's one of those weird things where it's not letting me share the link. But it's almost virtually the same the same pose as this pose, except it's the sword instead of the the, the spear. Yeah. So absolutely nightmare. That's a, that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I haven't played Fire Emblem Heroes in a minute. I, I still have it on my phone, and occasionally I'll open it up, pull the free things, and then close it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. They honestly, like, it's a weird situation where they almost added too much content to Fire Emblem Heroes. There's like 18 different game modes now, and it's like, I can't keep up with them all, and it's exhausting to, like, try. So I just kind of, like, checked out. 
Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just sort of lost interest when I real. So I got it like a ten star, corrupted, the uh, Edelgard demon monster thing. I was like, this is cool. And so I was yeah. face rolling a bunch of stuff. And then I was, I, I was thinking, oh, I got to make it better. So you know, have to like grow somebody else and take their move. Blah blah blah. Right, right, right. And then I thought, why am I doing this? Yep. I don't want to do this. So I, I closed the game and never did another mission. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but I'll still occasionally pull, because I'm like, hey, that art's neat. I wonder if I'll get that character I, I know, don't I care know. about. <laughs> Jesse has but, this thing where, like, she'll kind of do the same thing, where she'll just open it up and be like, hey, let's see what kind of free summons we have right now. Let's see how ridiculous the art looks, this, yeah. this uh, event. <laughs> And she'll like she'll just like pull a free summon from whatever she happens to have. Yeah. And like never fails. She will every time she gets like five star boobalicious. <laughs> she, she gets the booba character. Like every time. <laughs> Here, I bet if I pull it up now. No, what what season would it? Well, OK, no, the, the last time I opened it up was maybe two months ago. So it was like the swimsuit. Yep. Time. And it was like, wow. she got the one that was like not one, but two like busty swimsuit characters because it was like one of the duo heroes oh so you mean virtually any single female character in the game well except yeah, you mean like but even busty on but but even even uh like busty compared to other yes <laughs> yeah no i mean like it's like there i would say that in the fire emblem universe the average cup size is like d yeah like average like yeah. that's the median I think so. And like, and then she gets the ones that are like, whoa, that's actually too much. <laughs> whoa, they're all impossible anyway. Yes, that's true. <laughs> there, There is no, there is no real human body shape where the entire body weighs 80 pounds, but 20 of it is on your torso. <laughs> By the way, I sent you the voice actress of, of Shez for English. And oh, cool. If, if she had purple hair. And like she covered half of her face, I could honestly see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, from you know the, what I mean. From the headshot, yeah, yeah. From the obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's neat. Oh, she's playing. Uh, she's playing Igus in the new uh, Persona, Persona Three, 3 remake. Ah, that's neat. That's a good fit. Yeah, thinking I can see that. I like that. I mean, I'm sure, she has a wide range of character voices, but I'm just thinking of the Shed's voice that that I can see that sort of style fitting. Yeah, it would have to be like a little more robotic, but. I mean, true, obviously. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair. Man, I am. I love Persona 3 a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be really interesting, too, because Persona 3 was a game that I was basically finishing around the time that uh, Jesse and I met. So I was at like the end of that game and then started to play Persona 4. And that was like the first that was like one of the first games that we really sort of played through together where she was actually like sort of engaged in the story and paying attention to what was happening. Yeah, like helping pick choices and ideas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like like really paying attention to the to the story. And then we played like Persona 5 basically together. But so she's like a big Persona fan now, but hasn't played or seen 3 like hardly at all. So when it comes out, it's going to like largely be a new uh experience for her that's cool new 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 voices new engine probably a bunch of new scenes and stuff for you and yeah then for me also the and whole for, story her, for her it's just everything 
like she knows the characters, but um, it has such good music. Yeah. Like she knows a lot of the stuff like on a, on a tertiary level, like she knows who the characters are and because she's seen them in like the fighting game and in other stuff that's come out since. But like she doesn't actually know what the story of that game is. That'll be so fun. that's going to be I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm That'll really a, looking forward to that coming out. That will be a, a game you can um, put on the list of games you want to play, but never will too. You would think so, but Persona's Persona's different. Persona's special. We make time for Persona. I guess if you don't have to stream it, if it's I just... I will probably almost definitely not stream it. Right, yeah. So I, I, if it's just a game that the two of you play... Yeah. Then 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 fair. Okay. That's a, that's happen. a me... That's an us-time game. <laughs> that's a me-us. <laughs> me-time I mean, for me you. Me-time is more of a thing for... than us-time, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> is is dimitri super unhinged in heroes no or, or you mean in warriors uh warriors no i keep hearing about the stuff that happens to him in three houses that makes him kind of like have the like the crazy kill everybody's like schizophrenic voices that are kind of like a really bad like a really bad kind of harmful depiction of mental illness yeah um yeah no no i'm i'm convinced that what is happening in uh in three hopes is they are basically taking the worst parts of every character (laughs) and fixing them because you know who i'm like blown away by who sylvain Sylvain, uh, the redhead, Sylvain, he's Sylvain. a playboy. He's like, uh, yeah, 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 can't yeah. go two seconds without being like, hey, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if fedoras were a thing in this universe, he would he would tip it and say milady to everybody. He's that guy. <laughs> he's super not that guy in this game. And in fact, multiple different support conversations, because there's a, like a there is a time skip in this. But it's like super, super early on. It's not like it's not like in three houses where it's like midway through the story and it's a big time skip. No, it's it's like it's like two. It's like the third or fourth mission after the prologue. And it's like two years later. Yep. Yeah. And everybody has like a slightly grown. They they all they've all got like a slightly different design. So they all do like glow up a little bit, but it's not the same. Um it's not the same thing that they have in three houses. It does kind of look like a midway point between those between those looks. Except for the except for Dimitri, who just straight up looks good. <laughs> like he like in 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 uh, three houses, he becomes punished Dimitri with his eye patch and everything. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So cool. <laughs> but here he's he's still just like, you know, good looking prince man. <laughs> Um, no, but like Sylvain has multiple support conversations with women where they're all like, man, I'm sure glad that you don't like, you know, I'm sure glad that you've grown up and changed and matured. Because like a couple yeah. of years ago, all you all you would do is just chase women around and it was really tiresome. And I'm I'm so glad you're different now. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I I learned my lesson, and I just had to I had to grow up and and you know become a different person. And I'm like, hey, 
Wow, good idea. Hey, you. they they actually like they gave him that growth. They let him grow out of that like creepy sex pest person that he was before. And I yes. I deeply appreciate that. That's nice. Yeah, I, it's it's funny cuz I remember enjoying what I it's it's such a weird experience to play the to talk about this game because I liked playing it a lot. I played it for 50 or 60 hours or whatever mm-hmm. and I did as much as I did with the characters that I liked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I just don't remember. I don't remember what happened, but I would recommend it to anyone <laughs> that likes Muso games because it's my it's the best Muso game that I've played. This one and Hyrule Warriors are games that I or Age of Calamity that I think about yeah. as games that, oh, I can go back and play those again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if I will, but I could. Age of Calamity and this and, and, and Three Hopes are like the only Muso games that I and I haven't played like every Muso game. I've played yeah, yeah, a couple of Dynasty Warriors here and there and but like. These are the only ones that I've played where I'm like, oh, this feels like more than just the same formula copy pasted in a with a new skin. Yeah. Like they're actually they're actually like doing work on this. There's like story that matters here. There's other elements. There's customization. There's like there's a reason to care beyond. And it was fun. It's know, fun picking the your XXX class. and the YYY. I, I I liked I liked I liked picking the classes and yeah. checking out the the folks and the, all that stuff. Hey, did did um or well wait, I'm trying to think of no, never mind, never mind. I, I I had a memory of a character and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I do appreciate that they're working uh, characters in from the uh, the DLC fourth house. Oh, the uh, um, the abyss, uh, the, the silver yeah, the, what is it, silver wolves or something like that? I was thinking ashen wolves, but that's not it. No, because the Byleth is the ashen demon. Right, right. Yeah, Byleth. I'm, I'm glad you get to fight Byleth. I thought Byleth was a pretty meh character overall. It's interesting what they've done with Byleth's story. Yeah, because um, it, like in Three Houses, you like die almost immediately. And then Sothis comes in and is like, hey, um, you you messed up. Let's uh, let's try that again, shall we? (laughs) And then like in Three Hopes, you kind of alter that timeline because the person that like one barbarian thief guy who comes in to like strike that blow is like one of the first enemies that you kill. Yeah, yeah. So you take him out and then several missions later, you fight Byleth and you become the person who like drives Byleth up to that like fatal reckoning point. And then you get to see like you get to see uh, Sothis pop in and be like, hey, what the hell was that? And that's their first time meeting, which Mm -hmm. is like at that point years after when they would have met in in three houses and also like i don't know what's up with this yet but sothis seems mean and like maybe kind of evil (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know what all that is about yet but it's a really interesting twist from like like sothis is kind of high and mighty in three houses but like in this she's like I forget what the line was, but it's like the, you know, the glove does not disobey the hand. Right, right. And it's like, oh, that's really that's a good metaphor. But it also really lets you know exactly what she thinks of Byleth. 
Like, yeah. you are just a body that I am inhabiting, and you are a puppet and nothing more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that feels, it's been a, it's been a little while since I played Three Houses, but like, that feels like a much more, uh, a much more aggressive approach than, uh, than before. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to find out more about what the hell's going on. It's all very good. It's, it, I, I genuinely feel like playing the video game again. <laughs> not, 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 uh, uh three houses but the but three homes warrior yeah 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 um i feel like playing it right now well so not going to because we got to talk about bad dudes first well do do we have a do we have a uh ah we finished the bracket last week and there is a new bracket but i figured we'd take a week off good no brackets no brackets until next week um i will say this though Uh, it's a it's a villain bracket (laughs) Oh, nice. And uh, and Swoggles has been so kind as to lay out the entire bracket for us to for us to see uh, week by week, but not this week. Next week. Never again until next week. Never again. (laughs) Never again for the next six days or so. (laughs) All right. Bad dudes. Yeah, bads. Or or, or Dragon Ninja. Good dudes. Yeah. All right, bad dudes versus Dragon Ninja, or just bad dudes, or just Dragon Ninja, or just bad. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they—I was, you know, I was gonna say it's not—they don't just put that on the box, but they actually kind of do. I mean, because you shared for... with me that, like, <laughs> the, for the arcade version. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. What what what, what was the marketing message to the arcade people? <laughs> I believe the marketing arcade message to the to the arcade people is that the game is bad, <laughs> but it's fine. People will spend money for it. And of course, it's, you know, they're really leaning into it in the sense that, like, you know, bad meaning like 80 slang for bad. Yeah. 80, 80 slang for like cool and edgy. Yeah. Um. But they're really trying to like <laughs> they're really trying to play both sides of it <laughs> where it's like, you know, the top thing is like, how can something this bad be so good for your earnings? <laughs> and so, so they're playing like they're playing with it there where it's like bad is in bad. Right. Yeah, because the game's bad dudes. So but then like <laughs> the quote is like. It gets too close. Like, Bad Dudes from Dead East is one bad game. That's the beginning of, like, that's the beginning of the quote. Bad Dudes from Dead East is one bad game. Bad heroes, bad villains, and bad action. And mind you, none of these bads are italicized or, like, stylized. It's just written as bad. Yeah. (laughs) But it'll do good for your collections. (laughs) <laughs> you'll make some money from this bad video game <laughs> and like it wouldn't be funny if the game wasn't actually bad it's really it's it's horrible so my the reason i wanted you to play bad dudes so much is because you said you had never played it and this is one of the very first games where i like something really silly was part of the video game experience that I didn't know about. Right. Yeah, so, sure. so there's an old website called zany video game quotes. Yep. And 
Kyle was talking about, or I think it's VG quotes. But Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Uh, and and we were talking about it and Kyle's like, oh, the ending to Bad Dudes. You mm-hmm. get a burger for rescuing the president. I was like, what? That No way. That's not possible, right? You know, you're just, we were just, we're just, I was just a kid. I didn't think video games would be that silly. Like, I'm used to just playing Mario and stuff. I didn't think about a story much because I didn't right, play RPGs, right, right. yada, yada, yada. And the, the end of most of your stories at that point is congratulations. Congratulations. Or con, no, congratulation. Yeah, some good job. Partners. You did it. <laughs> you are the hero of the world yeah and, and i and it was it the mix of the opening is you know are you a bad enough dude to save the president and then yes. you save him and he gives you a hamburger and i thought that was that was that moment i was like oh my god so there i so for many years i've known about half of that <laughs> yeah um like the president has been kidnapped by ninjas are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president is meme royalty sure it is it is it is up there in the same time period and with a similar level of notoriety as all your base are belong to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to, it's a lesser extent, but definitely well known enough that you could just say it and a lot of people would get it. Yeah. Like you could like it's it's one of those things where like, you know, are you a bad enough dude by itself is like, yeah, I we you know what you're talking about. Yep. So. I own this video game. I my my cousin worked at a video store that went out of business long before video stores were going out of business. This was just a small one that sure. went under. Yeah, yeah. And they were getting rid of all of like their NES games and they were, you know, basically you could buy them for a quarter. So my mom bought yeah, a bunch yeah. of them. And so I own this video game mm-hmm. and I I played it similar a circumstances times. to how Jesse got hard driving for the Genesis. <laughs> That sounds like a pretty bad game, too. <laughs> That's yeah, we could we could do that at some point, but because it, it would take all of like 15 minutes to play the entire game. Awesome. <laughs> but, you know, my memory of this game was that it wasn't fun to play. Mm. And I played it so little, I didn't even remember the are you a bad enough dude thing until later, like until Kyle and I were talking about it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I played it for this podcast for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah that's fair that's I, fair I, this, I would have been just as happy having <laughs> shown you the beginning screen and the end screen because that was memorable enough for me my entire life so yeah. <laughs> I, those I, are <laughs> like having played through the whole thing those are undeniably the most memorable parts of the game and the fact that literally the bloodlines castlevania song is a hundred percent in the uh in in the 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 auto scrolling riff yeah the the music a lot of the music is really really good but only because it's like really close ripoffs of castlevania music <laughs> it's i i tried to look up the i looked up all the composers for the for bad deals like did any one of these composers end up working on bloodlines or some sort of castlevania game because it is or at unmis- konami at all yeah and Oh, I didn't actually think about that angle, but a lot of them didn't make much games after Bad Dudes. Well, so so Dad East had a Shocking. whole band. <laughs> well, they, yeah, but the musicians are different than that. But they, sure, they have, yeah, 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 that's true. I didn't realize that Dad East had like their own band. Like, there's a I Dad feel East. like I've heard this before. Yeah, th- th- so I that's that's pretty cool, and I think that's part of why the the music in this was decent is that they had you know a, a set of real musicians who make music 
mm-hmm. outside of video games, which doesn't necessarily – that doesn't always lead to a better product in music. I'm not saying that. Right. I just right. mean that at the time in 89, it may not have been – I don't know. I didn't picture Dead East having a live band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's like branded by them. Well, and especially at a time where like the the live band's music isn't getting into a video. Like it's not like now where you have yeah. like the Super Mario Orchestra, right? Yeah. So they can record music for a Mario game or for you know, like for Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, you know, mm-hmm. like actually just like an in-house band to do that music, right? Mm-hmm. It's different back in like the 80s and 90s because like that's a completely extraneous thing. None of that music is for the video game. Right, right. It was it was they they were just making music that was the, under the Data East label, I guess. I don't know. I, I, like, was, maybe it's like a, a really early version of like a video game like cover band. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like it, like the Black Mages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're oh, like, we're, cool. you know, we're under the label, but we're like, here's the this like rock interpretation of this music that you've only heard in like digitized, you know, PlayStation one form. Dude, when that when the when those first albums came out from the Black Mages, I was <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, I was, I was all about it. I was like that was at a that came out at a time when like the idea of full band versions of video game music was like i was way in on that yeah because i i think black mages i I heard i had i had to hear them in high school so is i want to say it was like 2003 or four maybe four or five when i heard like yeah it was it was definitely like the early to mid 2000s for me when i started getting it that's when i started following uh dale north and the one-ups yep yeah, I knew about Dale North just because he did some dumb remixes on. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> on, he like, OC sure <laughs> did. I will never remember. I will never forget the the. Ga- <laughs> never remember. <laughs> I will never forget the Gato medley. Yeah, of course, exactly. Like that's gonna be there forever. That's, that's, that's like the gold standard of like dumb OC remix nonsense from <laughs> no, that era. I, oh, it's the best. <laughs> what was weird is when so. I was listening to the music before we started to play Bad Dudes and, and the auto-scrolling stage is like, man, this this song sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, God, is there OC remixes of this that I've listened to a bunch? And so I pulled up Bad Dudes. There's not a single Bad Dudes remix on OC That's remix. That's amazing, actually. Which is, which is shocking to me. And then I was like, why do I know this music? And I was like, it sounds like Castlevania. I was like, oh my God, it sounds like Castlevania. And yeah. so I couldn't place it, so I gave it to Kyle and he was like, um... I think it's Bloodlines. It's like, God, you're good at this. And and we, we looked up Bloodlines. It's like, yep, that's what it is. And that's, that's crazy. It is it is so ridiculous how close it is in the, the opening kind of like riff. Well, I guess not the opening opening, but right after the opening. No, like the opening, like the opening riff to, to Bloodlines is like, that's one of the best opening riffs to any video game I've ever heard. <laughs> like, so it's cool. so funky. Um, like, th- I heard that once, and I was like, I want to play this entire video game. <laughs> the whole is, thing. That's what it, that's what it's like when you play the first, like, stage of, of Bad Dudes. It's just, it, everything feels so good. It's not floaty. It, it doesn't, f- it, you don't your know movement, something. It doesn't feel like you're moving, like, an elephant around. Yeah, like, like uh, that's generous. And, 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 or maybe when you're, you know, you're crouching and you're punching, maybe you'll kick. Maybe you won't. 
Yeah, that Sometimes was really might confusing. I never did figure that one out. <laughs> it feels random. <laughs> this, yeah, so this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, it looks like Double Dragon, except that Double Dragon has, like, a little bit of a third dimension where you can kind of, like, move up and down in a lane. And this just has, like, straight side-scrolling, more like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. And it feels significantly worse than either of those games. Did, did, did you know, okay, what, oh, before I do this as an aside, because I can't help myself because Bad Dudes is just boring. Um, the, what did you think when you were playing and <laughs> you, you, God, like, okay, I never experienced this, but I knew what the end, the last stage was. What was the feeling like when you realized you had to fight all of those, <laughs> the boss rush again? It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I had but played not it enough at that, I, I had played it enough at that point where like a lot of the bosses were not really that difficult. Like I'd figured out strategies for them and they weren't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. um, I also noticed that it seemed like they went down in less hits. So I was like, OK, it's a boss. It's a boss rush and that kind of sucks. But it seems like they have like half health. So that's kind of fair. I also had nunchucks and like weapons in this game. I initially was like, oh, no, the weapons make the game worse, like in every beat em up from this era, because a lot of times it replaces it's, it's like a faster, easier to use combo with like one sort of lunging, yeah. slow attack. And like in, in a game like Streets of Rage or something, it's also going to do like a knockdown so you can't actually combo out of it, which isn't really useful. And it does substantially less damage than if you were to get them into a little combo. Right, right, right. So, it, but in this case, uh, it doesn't actually do any of those things. It is a little bit slower, especially the nunchucks. But, you know, in exchange for being slower, it does significantly more damage and has like way more range. Yeah. So you can kind of like use it to keep yourself out of like the danger zone area where enemies can hit you. And kind of like range them out, which is basically how I got through every challenge in that game. Yes, the, the weapons are very good. Um, Almost still, required. <laughs> uh, I think the I think the most memorable thing from the last stage is um, starting the stage and having a sign on the wall that says Dra gone and an <laughs> arrow pointing to the right. <laughs> yeah, I think it was I think it was sell. In, in your chat that made the joke that's yeah this does tend to drag on a bit too yeah. much <laughs> yeah yeah I actually like okay so that's true in the sense that it's bad and you don't want to play it for any more any longer than like you want the you absolutely have to but I don't really think the game overstayed its welcome that badly no, there's only I, like seven stages I think no and and you would have you would not have gotten through it uh in the two hours or an hour and a half or whatever it took you because you ended up save stating for the last stage. Yep. But it's a game that you would have beaten for sure because you, you got to the last stage on your first try pretty much. No, I had a couple of or like really had... early game overs. Ah, OK. Well, you're getting used to the game. Yeah. But then like once I got a once I got a feel for it, like the game is very deterministic. Right. Yep. So it's very, very easy to like go through it a couple times and be like, okay, this guy's going to show up here. He's going to drop this. So like you kind of develop strategies for how to get through it once you've seen it. Mm -hmm. And it's actually like a good game in that sense where like, it doesn't feel like everything's coming at you randomly 
or you're just being spammed with things. It like everything happens the same way every time. And if you can prepare for it, like it, it is a game where you can actually like develop a, a working strategy and you kind of have to because the game is too slow and clunky for you to like react to things. Yeah, you really do. You really can't hit the if, if you don't know you have to hit the enemy to the left and to the right, you're going to get hit by one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to be ready for it. Like turning around takes a ungodly long time mm-hmm. for a game like this. I want to say like there's a full half second delay between the time that you hit the other direction and the time that you actually are facing that direction and can attack in that direction. So you have to be like super deliberate, which doesn't feel good. But if you know you have to do it like you can prepare for it. And it does. I I would almost say that the game is somewhat well designed around that slowness. Yeah, honestly, because like I was going through it the second and third time and I was like, oh, it's way like it gets way easier, way faster when you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So like it like it's not good and it's not that fun to play, but you can sort of like you can pull some positives out of it. Yeah, I think I mean, it's it's not it's not the worst video game by any stretch. It's not the it's not even the worst we've played on this podcast this year. No, no, definitely not. It's the game. But so I won't the, play it again. Right. The, the gameplay is not worth playing the meat like the, the the two end screens the end screen and the the opening screen are what make it an enjoyable kind what it, of what it really comes to come back to yeah yeah it's memorable because of its weird meme nonsense in the opening and ending yeah and other than that it is a worse version of other games from the era that you, you should play instead yeah yeah and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the end screen is unique to the north american version of the game that makes sense because i'm pretty sure that the in japan it just ends once you once you like beat the dude up on his on his helicopter it yeah just, like cuts to the end i don't even know if which there's boy that's an anticlimactic boss fight <laughs> oh man if you get yeah. there with a weapon especially like i just stood there on the helicopter and, and whipped him with a nunchuck him. and then he just died <laughs> and then that yeah. was that he killed i think he killed you and then you just punched him a couple times and he was over it was yep. over yep yep which is really how most bosses do. Like, you can kind of get them into a pattern and they just kind of eat the nunchucks and then that's that. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I know we've only been recording the second part for like 17 and a half minutes, but I don't have much else to say about bad dudes and I really have to use the bathroom. Oh, oh, well, then by all means, then let's leave. So, like, uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I just sent you a apparent sequel to this video game I didn't know existed until right now. I think I heard about this. I think they. Oh, no, never mind. I did not hear about this. I just, I just wanted you to click it so you could see the North American Genesis or well, not North America, but the the EU Two Genesis art. Crude dudes. <laughs> those those are some those are some live field muscles right there or Liefeld yeah. muscles. <laughs> that is not one but two Duke Nukem's on that cover. <laughs> <laughs> this game's silly. Don't play it. There's there's better versions of this game that exist. And sadly, you'll never get to play the updated version of this video game that was exclusively announced for the Intellivision Amico. That's too bad. <laughs>